Hello, friends and neighbors. Uh, it's me, Seth Fingers Flimbarkin, aka Scoogie Sprite, um, from the Best Links Games podcast. And I just, before we get into this week's show, um, I, I have to address the, um, unbelievable gun violence that's been going on in the last two weeks, starting with Buffalo then to Uvalde then to Tulsa it's been so hot and so heavy and so overwhelming that uh, I, I just wanted to take a moment I mean, first of all it's not enough for our hearts to be heavy for the survivors who have to deal with this tragic loss for the rest of their lives it is not enough for us to send thoughts and prayers whatever the fuck that may mean I don't even know what that means I, you know I, I, I understand in an in a abstract rhetorical way what that means but what the fuck are you talking about thoughts and prayers but it's not enough it's not enough to feel bad and shuffle along with this shit to that end I wanted to also point out do not be fooled by the fucking misinformation machines well I okay I have to say segmenting from these three these three horrific events the Uvalde school shooting absolutely destroyed me um and it still does i i can't even i it's it's a struggle to talk about it because i'm so angry I'm angry at the shooter. I'm I mean the, the loss of life is absolutely fucking catastrophic and horrifying to behold and think about. It's difficult for it's difficult it's difficult to comprehend. It is difficult to comprehend, but what really makes me fucking outrageously angry. I saw Abbott's press conference, the one that Beto O'Rourke uh, interrupted, and I thought he interrupted it. That was the best thing about that press conference. Uh, I thought he interrupted it insofar as speaking on a turn goes. He spoke for like the entire country. And all I know about that press con, all I knew about that press conference is I watched it live. I mean, I wanted to throw the fuck up. Because here was Abbott and these like sheriffs and you know it was like a huge it looked like a fucking gay Hitler fucking youth parade of old white people in big white hats sitting on a fucking dais sucking each other's dicks about what a great job they did and my one thought was I you know I didn't think that subsequently to that press conference we've discovered that most of what everyone said was a fucking lie so we have these people who are law and order motherfuckers 
who are like, personal, take personal responsibility for yourself, motherfuckers, type of people who will not take personal responsibility, who will not fucking do their jobs, who are not good at their jobs, who are not doing what they should be doing in terms of, one, number one, protect and preserve human life. Two, if you fuck up, you take responsibility for it. Do not draw out the agony for these families. And three, don't fucking piss in my pocket and tell me it's fucking raining. You cocksuckers, don't tell me. Don't tell us. Don't, don't tell the world. When you fuck up this catastrophically on every goddamn level, that you are blameless and that this is a fucking cultural and mental health issue especially when you spent the last fucking five years fomenting absolutely insane fucking anti-government fucking pro-gun fucking bullshit do not I'm gonna gonna stop I'm gonna stop ranting at you right now because I know that you all feel this I mean I'm a gun owner doesn't matter I shouldn't have to be a gun owner to have these feelings <clears throat> um do not be fooled when these same people who also went to the fucking NRA jamboree 300 miles away from Uvalde fucking 3 days after I mean Jesus Christ Jesus Christ I don't believe in God but fucking Jesus wept it's like, what are we fucking doing here? Do not be fooled when these people say that the cause of these horrific acts of violence has nothing to do with guns. It's all to do with guns. We are the only country in the world. Everyone else plays violent video games. Everyone else has access to violent fucking movies. Everyone else in the world loves fucking hip hop you know even though that's like a that's just like a fucking racist straw man in my opinion but the other two do not be fooled when they tell you that video games have never proven to create violent ideation in fact it's kind of the opposite and that's what we'll be we'll, don't worry we have a full show for you this week but um do not be fooled the problem is the fucking guns motherfucker it's not a mental health issue either at this point all of these people had fucking sane cogent fucking self control over you know they had a rationale and what's fucked up is hearing these same leaders in Texas especially Uvalde Oklahoma they did a great job I mean but it's it's just it's horrible that guy bought an AR-15 three hours before he went in because of his back pain to kill his doctor don't tell me it's fucking oh 
Oh, we could never foresee. You can fucking... God damn it! You could... There's gonna be another one within the next week. So until we... Until we ban AR-15, so we ban... And, you know, I love this whole... It's not the guns. It's... it's it, There's... You know, it's mental illness. When these are the same people who are programming the mental illness, quote-unquote into these people you know saying that uh, you know the whole big lie thing the whole Trump Maristan fantasy this whole QAnon bullshit of fucking Democrats are raping little children and drinking their blood in satanic ritual I mean it's fucking madness that I don't even I choose not to acknowledge or repeat these, this is only going to get worse and so these same people who are saying that it's a mental health problem are also our schools should not be fucking prisons our schools should not be fucking prisons and what's the common denominator in all three of these events an AR-15 or other assault style weapon with extended magazines so don't let them tell you that my enjoyment or that your enjoyment of you know ostensibly violent video games is behind this we know what's behind this all three of these incidents guns were purchased legally We have to ban. Uh, I love this whole parsing of what is an assault rifle. I'll tell you what an assault rifle is. An assault rifle is any semi-automatic to fully automatic, carbine style, M16 style fucking weapon of war. From AR-15 to you know M16, AK-47, etc., etc. It's not like we don't know. We have to ban these fucking weapons. And we need to fucking vote out all of these motherfuckers. All of these GQP motherfuckers. We need to vote them all the fuck out. And if you're not a single issue voter between this and abortion a woman's right to choose when to end a pregnancy. Then you need to become one. Because, trust me, I speak from experience. Most people don't remember this. But in October, a couple years ago, here in my hometown, Las Vegas, where I'm speaking to you from, a madman with absolutely no um what do you call it uh discernible political agenda open fire from a sniper nest heavily armed sniper nest that he established in the in the penthouse of a hotel overlooking a country music 
festival concert. Everyone remembers that it was one of the top two most deadly mass killings in American history. What people don't know and what people don't remember is that he shot 500 other people that day. Between five and 700 people were shot that night. I can tell you what happens when that happens. Anytime I drive, anytime I take an Uber or a Lyft ride out here in Vegas, if it's a long enough one, most of the drivers will begin talking about that night because that night there weren't enough ambulances there weren't enough hospitals so Uber fucking turn Uber and Lyft turned into ambulance drivers people were blown off fucking limbs blood everywhere ferrying them from hospital to hospital to hospital until they could find a bed. So the games aren't the prom. And we have a very, very extremely, extraordinarily violent one for you this week. But video games do not result in violent ideation. The violent ideation comes from some somewhere else and the ability to act on it comes from the availability of guess what the fucking guns so let's not confuse this let's not turn our our schools into prisons let us ban fucking assault rifles and why the fuck do these people have body armor I mean Oh, you need that? You need that when you go deer hunting? Hmm. I don't think so. And why the fuck do does anyone in Uvalde still have a job? It's one thing to fuck up. I can appreciate that. And I can appreciate the shame and horror that anyone with any sort of fucking spine or backbone or sense of duty or honor or compassion or not anyone who's not a fucking sociopath basically but these fucking people in Uvalde lying to these families praising themselves for their magnificent response when there were 19 fucking cops stacked in a stick ready to breach and clear outside of those two classrooms and six fucking phone calls to 911 my friend is dying the little girl covers covers herself in her friend's blood and plays dead and they wait for an hour I understand that like it sucks when you fuck up it sucks to take responsibility for when you do fuck up but it is 
the most grotesque form of cowardice. It's... It, it makes everything so much worse. Ten-year-old girls, man. Ten-year-old girls. Nineteen... Nineteen... Eight to ten-year-old girls. It's the guns, motherfuckers. It's the guns. Don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining. Now, on with the show. In position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a egalitarian Linux-like platform. Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total autocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of the amount of developers, and perspective sales, uh, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time, and it will grow. And you will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing, it's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course features, you know, like, kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have of course everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! So after that, uh, you know, it's a sober, sober week. I mean, not for long. Cheers and welcome to episode number 397 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 4th of June, 2022 at uh, 4.45 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast, Coast of the Most. Crack Engineer Ivor Molina, what pow! Over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign, Zombie Molina. Hey, Ivor, how you doing? I know, it was a fucking motherfucker of a week, right? Yeah. 
Um, thanks. It's a good idea. The whiskey sign is a great idea. Cheers. I have you're fired. We have a full show for you this week, but we're going to try to speed through it because evidently we had to spend 20 minutes talking about gun violence as if it's a new thing. That would, of course, make it for our sequel, friends. 2022-06-04-1645. Yeah, so we have uh, a couple of deals for you. Uh, One big feature that is a very violent game, but um, it involves big money, big prizes. I love it! Buy that for a dollar. Um, that would, of course, be Death Run TV. But before we get to Death Run TV, which dropped this week, it's brand new. Let's do our deals. We well, actually, we have one other thing in our top stories, which is this: Ultimate App Epic Battle Simulator. excuse me, I'm trying to burp and talk at the same time Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2 which we talked about I think two or three weeks ago Um, it's still in early access they just pushed out a major update where they added a new god power and why you should care this game is amazing, it's not so much a game as it is just an ultimate epic battle simulator and it, and out of all of the games in its class ultimate epic battle simulator 2 is by far the most sophisticated most unbelievably gorgeous looking and um most enormous i mean you can have millions of units fighting each other individual fucking entities fighting each other at one time in this fucking fully it, it's it's amazing to behold, it's also horrifying but one of my problems with Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2 even though it is still in early access was that the god power sucked well they heard and they listened and they responded so now there's a new god power. And the god powers are things you can arbitrarily inflict. There's no like, you know, limit to them. Like you can inflict them endlessly if you want. As fast as you want. To as many you know, it doesn't matter. Like the Noah's flood one was kind of cool, but it it sucked. It was not good enough at annihilating when you have 1.5 million zombies fighting, you know, 250,000 centurions with fucking trolls and Sherman tanks, like, you know, it's like 200, maybe 300 of each of those, just chewing through these lines, it's not enough to be able to just summon a flood and, like, make a tower of water that, you know, because the maps are too big. They heard, and they responded. They responded with the ability to deploy 
a full-scale thermonuclear fucking ICBM one Merv from an ICBM. So you can now, and it's unbelievable to see. It is absolutely as horrifying as you would imagine. Like, it is a shocking and terrifying reminder of just the the absolute horrifying power of nuclear warfare. Um, I, you know, and you don't have to deal with the fallout or the destruction of the planet or like, you know, multiple retaliatory strikes that happen, uh, uh, subsequently. And you can just like, and you can do as many of them as you want, but you can kill in one fucking nuclear strike 250,000 fucking soldiers. And when you see it, it is just mind blowing. It is astonishing. And it, it, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2 is just out of control, fucking good. Absolute horror. I always like to be the zombie. Like when, like, okay, so like last night I put, you know, 1.5 million zombies on my team and they're fighting Sherman tanks and they got some trolls. Um, but only like 20 trolls and they're fighting. Zombies aren't very good against, uh, like armed infantry. They're not even very good against uh, centurions or Roman soldiers or uh, Spartan soldiers. But they will wear them down eventually if left to their own devices. The Also, the real-time strategy elements of the game kind of suck, but it's all still early days, and the maps are so huge and have so many different areas that it's it's kind of difficult to deploy um, accurately what you want, where you want it, in the formation that you want. But the game is designed to be quick. It's designed to be like, ah, I want one million guys here versus one million guys here versus, you know, 500, 500, 500, 500, and, you know, you make a battle of four fucking armies. This fucking nuclear power of God, though, completely changes everything when you see it when you see 250,000 individual entities get completely you can be like right there in the middle of it too you can aim at your feet at ground level like on a one to one base it's un-fucking fathomable it's a stark reminder of the horrific, horrific, catastrophic power of nuclear weapons. And you don't have to deal with, like, you know, an incoming retaliatory full-scale attack from, you know, blah. And this is, like, one Merv. And you could do it, you could go if you wanted to, but all you need is one. It's amazing. It's just absolutely astonishing. Also, so that's, that. those are our top stories. If you've been wondering about whether or not Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2 is for you. There's not a lot of unit types yet, but they are working on right now, I think they're more focused on Steam Workshop integration so you can make your own unit types. It's going to be the greatest Epic Ultimate. It's going to be, in its class, it will be, already in its class, it is the ultimate in its class. It is head and shoulders, both graphically and mechanics wise and easy to deploy and just 
it's amazing. They have volumetric blood as an experimental thing, which gets really gruesome and uh, kind of works, kind of doesn't, but anyway, that should give you an idea of where they're going with Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2. It's it's amazeballs. And now with the new ability to just fucking nuke BAM! It is a full fucking Trinity test caliber sized mushroom cloud and it does Trinity test size damage. It will at least kill 100,000 people if it's, you know, it depends on how compressed they are. But I've killed over 250,000 soldiers with the new nuke god power. It's unbelievable. They're not fucking around with this game and the fact that it runs without like any performance hiccups or anything it's just wow makes me want to play it right now also so that concludes uh, yes uh, we have one deal for you this week friend of the show and friend of mine personal friend of mine Frank Cifaldi um, worked for a while at a company that put out this thing that's on super sale it's the SNK 40th 40th anniversary collection it's 67% off now through June 6th it is $9.89 for over 20 of the best SNK games from basically the arcade era and we're talking about like Akari Warriors all this shit with all these extras, all this polish, all this packaging, it's $9 right now. It's normally, I think, 35 or something like that. 67% off, so that's a difficult math equation for me to parse at this point in my drinking today. Um, but yeah, SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, it's really cool. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, but I did, I did grab it. So that's rad. Now let's get straight to our feature because we got to get out of here in the next 15 minutes. I have to go back to work. Um, Ivor, will you base them with the features, please? Our feature this week is a modest game. Big money, big prizes. I love it. Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivians! Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Spooky. So, our feature this week is Death Run TV, which is a modernized, procedurally generated uh, retake on an internet-based uh, version of Smash TV, which is a game that I've spent the last five, six years fetishizing. I've done, I have so many fucking graph paper pads that are filled with my design ideas for how to redo Smash TV. For the uninitiated, Smash TV was a dystopian uh, arcade game originally, but eventually uh, came to the Super Nintendo. Um, and that's probably where it enjoyed its widest popularity, where one to two players could 
enter the arena for big money, big prizes. I love it! In a pseudo-running man competition where they would with incredibly gory um, horrific violence, capture power-ups, dispatch of endless violent club-wielding mobs, uh, death drones, exploding laser mines, um, all in the quest, and collect VCRs and cash and money in each room, along with the 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 uh, actual weapons, which would go away. Like they, every power up was temporary. Well, so what they've done with Death Run TV is they've ta- they've taken this same concept, but they've made it a procedurally generated roguelike, where instead of compete, this is the one contradiction in the game is like the host has like dollar signs for eyes. It's a very cute cartoony style incredibly violent uh, gun violent video game it all in a demi-isometric uh, three quarters perspective um, camera angle top down, pseudo top down camera angle there's one thing that bothers me about this game is that you, the host the, the death run TV God, because everyone loves Death Run TV. It's like it's it's just like Running Man it has replaced the NFL. It's replaced all other sports. It's like the number one national obsession is Death Run TV. But his eyes are dollar signs, and there's no money in the game, which kind of might be intentional because in this game you don't really compete for money; you compete for likes. Like, as in, like, Facebook likes. You compete for fan, for the approbation of the fans, of the actual audience people who are watching you as you do the death run, both in studio and at home and live streamed across the interwebs and etc. The fact that, like, all of the characters in the game are, like, super cartoony-looking, like, little kid-style things in no way obviates the extreme violence. It's awesome. It is intense. It is difficult. Um, and the tutorial needs some work. But once you get the hang of it, it is incredible. Now, here's the super perverse thing about Death Run TV that I I think is just it haunts my dreams for real it does it oh my god it's so disturbing cuz you can't have this type of game without having like a real disturbing element to it like Smash TV Super Smash TV the disturbing element was actually the graphical gore-based violence and the amount of killing that you would do and the commercialized approbations of the host big money, big prizes, I love it! And eventually you fight him uh, and you discover that he is not he's literally a talking head on tank treads and stuff and you fight all these abominations and horrible things and stuff like that in that game 
And so you're, you're simultaneously compelled into this commercialized, pseudo fascistic fucking mow them all down, uh, psychotic death cult of greed. I mean, like, it was so great. You get, like, how many VCRs does a guy need? Like, you get, like, 180 VCRs at the end with stacks of cash and shit. Anyway, this was a game show violence, greed, disturbing dystopia element to it. Same thing with Running Man. The movie Running Man is really a, it's, it's about running until you die. It's, it's a blood cult. It's a death cult. It's a nationalized death cult. All of which is meant to, like, you know, semiotically underscore the, you know, fundamental bizarreness, some bizarre sicknesses that at that time, especially in the 80s, were um, kind of coming to the forefront and and were also explored further in other popular films of the time like uh, Robocop and I'd buy that for a dollar um, etc. But Running Man and Smash TV, those are like two of the two those, those two things are of the same ilk. Death Run TV adds a new wrinkle to this because we've become so inured to, I think we've become so inured to um, video game depictions of violence and stuff. So it does this in two ways. The first way is by making it all very cute and cartoony with like tons of blood and unbelievable weapons. Tons of weapons. You can, and you can akimbo anything. And you can pick up individual weapons and equip them to one hand or the other via button press, which is an important mechanic that they do not explore in the tutorial. But I don't know. I've 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 beaten two bosses so far. So like I'm I'm pretty good. I, I I'm you know, I'm not this is not a review, this is a feature. For those of you who've wanted a Smash TV modernization slash play like this is your game but they need to make it more disturbing and so the way that they because you have to have the disturbing aspect of it it has to really shock you in a in a in a very visceral way so spread throughout these procedural procedurally generated studio levels which have, you know, wall saws and hundreds and hundreds of enemies, and if you don't get to the the button after clearing out most of the original enemies, um, and by the way, your your fans, they're all there, you can see, not, not your fans, uh, the audience, you can see the audience, it's all around the uh, play area, it's, it's so disturbing. That, it's crazy, it's like a kindergarten of death. Um, but there are wall saws and there are bottomless pits that you can fall into. Uh, it plays great with a uh, controller, by the way. Um, but my favorite thing, the thing that they use to make it really and truly disturbing is that your fans, your fans, some of them have volunteered to be blindfolded and are wandering around these 
fairly linear but absolutely deadly enemy infested death traps of absolute carnage they are blindfolded and when you come up to them you take off their blindfold it takes no seconds and then they follow you and they'll follow each other so like they, they'll become a conga line and they will stick pretty close to you but you have to protect them then you deposit them in a fan deposit slot and it if you deposit enough of them sometimes you get health but most of the time you if you deposit enough of them you will get the choice of three permanent perks for that run this is horrifying because these fans die you know and these are your fans they love you and so, <laughs> so the way to get the app to get approval from the audience by the way to get likes, to build likes, is to kill a lot, to kill very quickly, to not miss with your shots, to clear as fast as possible each map, and to save as many of your fans as you possibly can. That is what counts for a score. There's also a separate score that is just based on exactly how many um, enemies that you've fucking killed. Um, and that's how you unlock new weapons and appearance perks and stuff like that. I've unlocked most of the weapons. I have not I've probably only unlocked maybe 40% of the perks. And you can equip a single perk (coughs) per run. And they make a big difference. And when if you get more of that perk, they stack. So like if you have like um, bullet time dodge rolls, that's the other thing that will get you audience approval. It seems like to me is if you do perfect dodges. You know, like if you dodge enemy fire and stuff like that at just the right time and take no damage closer the bullets come, the more likes it seems like you get, but it's hard to pay attention to any one thing because the game is so fast you will spend the first fucking three hours probably having two minute or shorter runs, even once you unlock a bunch of weapons, and even once you equip a bunch of weapons Um, and you can only equip two weapons, but you can equip the same weapon twice if you're starting a run, if you're like before you go into the studio and before you blah, the game has two main game modes. The first one is the procedurally generated death run TV standard mode, which is like I said, procedurally generated. So the the arenas can be they're all very linear. It's not like a maze, maze. It's just more like a path of death. It's like American Gladiators with real guns and fucking crazy enemies all this hyper... You can only take three hits until you get to the second studio, then you unlock a a fourth heart. But, uh... The game is so fast. It is very fast. So, these perks make a big difference. Like, eventually you'll unlock a perk that will slow down enemies uh, projectiles that are fired at you. A lot of enemies will just try to come up and death hug you. (laughs) At least in the first studio. 
in the second studio, everyone is shooting at you, and it's very complicated. It becomes very much like a bullet hell type game. Um, so if you get like the slow down enemy projectiles perk, and then you rescue enough people that you can get that perk again, enemy projectiles are now twice as slow. That's a big difference. You can get bullet time dodges so that you will have enough time to to actually aim and fire while you're dodging. You're doing your dive rolls and stuff. Um, There are other perks. Uh, You also have a, a super bomb thing. There's a kaboom perk that makes those explosions bigger. They kill everything on the screen. You can't shoot your own fans, but your own fans can be killed by touching any enemy or by touching wall saws. So you will see a lot of these guys, your little fans who are blindfolded or some of them when they're even in your care, just get mercilessly chewed up by one enemy who's just like snuck up behind you while you're trying to clear 50 guys in front of you. It is so cool. And incredibly disturbing. Uh, so that's Death Run TV. It is amazing. You you will hear a full review of it eventually because this is the type of game that I love to play when I'm stoned. You're better at it when you're sober. Trust me. You need to be you need to be sober. Your left trigger fires your left gun. Your right trigger fires your right gun. You have limited ammo for each. If you run out of ammo, you will discard your gun and you will just have like this normal standard pistol, which is okay against normal jobber enemies, but anything bigger than your basic normal jobber enemies, you're going to need a bigger gun. Luckily, guns spawn with relative frequency throughout the map, but they don't stay very long. So the game is constantly propelling you forward um, for big money! Big prizes! I'm Welsh, baby! I love it! And that'll do us for this week. I will catch you next week, and God help us, please, please, write your congressman, vote out the GQP. Vote out the GQP. That's what I gotta say this week. Big money! Big prizes! I love it! Cheers. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. 
BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.